Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Yes, and Murray joins us uh, for Farming. Murray, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you very much. Did I hear rumours that you're involved in baking a cake at the moment? <laughs> I, t- I didn't know which you'd get there first, yourself or the cake. <laughs> so is there a possibility so, you could be called away? No, I, I got the cake up about two minutes ago and oh. I have two burnt fingers as a result. Sorry to hear that. Because I was holding the phone to my ear and, and trying to take up the cake, you know, with just um, uh, one hand. So uh, anyway, it's done. They're off. Thanks for the God. Good stuff. <laughs> we'll have cake. Burnt. We'll have the cake later when we call over yeah, to you. Fresh cream and raspberries. It just now, gets better. It lovely. just gets better and better, Marate. Yeah. Um, I presume. I have to wonder: Are farmers jumping up and down with happiness about this heat? Is this like bumper harvest stuff? Well, it's great for the cereal guys because it means that there's going to be you know good moisture levels. You know, well, it won't be over. Mo- over or too high a moisture level for grain. Um, it's good for big parts of the west of Ireland and the south where, you know, ground conditions after a bad June weren't great. And um, but you'll probably hear the fellas in the east giving out about it shortly because they're on drier land and, you know, they need moisture all the time. But on the whole, there's nobody going to begrudge anyone a few days of really nice weather. But you want to be watching it because... Um, Particularly, say, with um, working sheepdogs now, you have to be careful with those because um, they can get heat stroke and exhaustion if they're working in this kind of heat, these kind of temperatures. So the advice would be the best thing to do with them is not to be working them in this weather or else very early in the morning if you have to do something or later in the night when the temperatures cool down. That's a huge issue, not just on farms. That's for pet owners in general, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And you're taking little, little... you know, Charlie out for a yeah. walk and, um, you, you know, he, you're kind of going at a fast pace. Um, he, you know, he partly hydrates, dogs partly hydrate through the little, the little paws. And if it's too hot on the ground, you know, you have to just bear all of that in mind with them. Yeah. And be careful, of course, with dogs not to leave them in cars or any sort of vehicle. I heard something um, but, that 75% of dogs that are having heat stroke are having heat stroke because their owners are bringing them for walks. Exactly, because they're, as I said, their little paws are part of the way they hydrate and if they get too hot, they're not in a position to do it. Um, Big animals then, it's the same story with them, they're kind of as irritated with hot weather as a lot of people are and um, one of the things is, you know, again, cows have been walked to where they're being milked, so that could be a kilometre. So they're walking, they're getting their steps in, they're doing four cows and, you know, four walks a day you know say if it's a kilometer each direction um that's four kilometers a day so that's a good amount of walking so they need to be minded and you probably need to forget about the um the whole grazing paddock system where you know you walk around 21 paddocks in the course of 21 days and then you come back to the start again and that way you keep grass crumbing in front of animals and you don't have waste but you may have to kind of abandon that idea now because what really matters is getting dairy cows in particular access to water. So you may, may need to open up a couple of paddocks to make sure they get at water because that's what they will really want. And the other thing they'll want is shelter and shade. And um, I was coming down the and was it the N7, yeah, the N7 the other day and um, there was a line of cows. They were like as if they were all lined up in a queue and they were under, um, you know, shelter. So 
it just showed how important mm-hmm. it was. They all, they didn't lie down. They were standing, which meant that they were, you know, they were letting air kind of move yeah. between them. But um, again, you have to watch things like the collecting yard. You know, you maybe consider milking an hour earlier in the morning or an hour later during the heat wave because most animals, you know, are okay up to about 25 degrees. But after that, it does cause, you know, concern. And I think I remember um, I used to be involved with um, the the AgriAware farm in Dublin Zoo and we had pigs there and we had to be very conscious of the pigs because they were outdoors because their skin is quite like human skin and um, it uh, very like it, I believe. And they could get sunstroke or sunburned. Pigs so can get sunburned. Sunburned, yeah, yeah. You so live and learn. You live and learn. So. But anyway, but look, at the whole thing is, you know, right across all animals. And, and watch that as well. You know, some animals, you know, no more than humans, they're maybe irritated by the hot weather, uncomfortable. And um, so just be careful when you're going into a field that um, you, right. you know you can get out of it and you can get out of it safely. Right, they mightn't be in and, good and form. The, and the, you know, just again, and I know this is maybe telling Granny to how to suck eggs, but um, there's been a couple of fires in grain fields in the past few weeks. And there was one down in Kilkenny where they reckon it was a spark produced when a piece of machinery hit a stone and it set fire to the dry ground straight away. Wow. But, but it then headed for the bales of, of, of straw. Now, bales of straw are fairly scarce and good straw made in dry weather is absolutely like gold. But anyway, they ended up losing several hundred bales because there was nothing they could do to stop it. Um, ex- what they concentrated on was, there was no, there were, this didn't happen when there was nobody in the field. Right. There were people in the field at the time. So it was to get everybody out of the field and get them to safety. So the advice there is, you know, farmers, have, make sure you have a fire extinguisher on every tractor, particularly if you're out in the fields doing tillage work. Right. Um, it, it, you know, just make sure that you have a fire, uh, a fire extinguisher. Because you get to it, if you get to it early, times. you have a chance. But if you don't, yeah, you could lose. Have, now, there's not. I mean, thousands. you know, there was another place where there was a fire extinguisher available, but um, it, it ran out before they could cancel the fire and the bales were destroyed as well. But I mean, something as simple as a spark piece of machinery yeah. hitting a stone. Um, and that's the reason why people spend March and April on their, you know, knees nearly searching for stones in, in tillage fields so that they don't break the machinery. But like something like that, right. where one spark from a piece of machine um, between a piece of machinery hits a stone and you have this massive fire. Um, so, uh, yeah. Very good. So the other thing is that this is um, Farm Safety Week. And I know we talk about it before and I'm not going to labour it. But I just ask people to just for the sake of the week that we're in it, to be doubly careful, to recognize, especially when you're tired. You know, with the weather so good like this, people are out there and they're trying to get work done that they mightn't have thought they'd get done this year. And, you know, they're working long hours, no more than anybody else. They're they're dehydrated, they're tired, um, and they are over familiar maybe with machinery or something like that, and an accident can happen. Okay. So just to be doubly careful and All mind right. the children, take care around the animals. And slap on the sun cream and slap on a hat. 
um, you know, we have very high rates of skin cancer in this country and the farming community has exceptionally high rates. So just be aware okay. that the Irish sun does burn. Okay. And um, before you tell us about the good news for the dairy, I have a listener wants to say to you, thank you very much for the excellent article in the Irish Country Magazine on the long garden. Um, one of her texts. Oh, yes. Yeah, they yes. loved that. So well done. Yeah, Mary. well, that's, you know, it, it's again, it, it's... um. The Long Acre and, uh, you know, you see both sides of the road and it's generally, you know, it's wild stuff that's grown in it. But this particular gentleman, um, he put a garden on the on the Long Acre in a couple of hundred metres in each direction. And it's absolutely gorgeous okay. and he's a seat there. It's down, it's on the back road if you're coming from Adair onto the N69 to the Stole, that kind of direction. It's on one of the side roads there. Fabulous, fabulous. Um, well, come across it by accident. Great. Well, um, your, your article was greatly, greatly enjoyed. Um, another listener saying they saw their woman taking her cat out for a walk the other week. I'm telling <laughs> you, you leave the Why animals at home. Exactly. Uh, great interest yeah. in the pigs. Uh, Dan in Limerick who obviously has a, 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 an interest in comedy, says, is it because of the pigmentation in their skin? <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. Um, Podge in Dublin says, that's why pigs roll in mud. It acts like sunblock. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I know in the zoo now, when, when I was involved in that, that um, city farm, uh, we certainly put um, sunscreen on, on the pigs at the time. Uh, because, you know, they were very susceptible to sunburn. But all animals, you know, no more than humans, you know, we, you know, people absolutely love it. Some animals do, but after 25 degrees, yeah. they're not that happy. It, and you must bear that in mind. And particularly access to water is essential. And is there a special sunscreen for pigs? Oh, I wouldn't think so. So I don't you know enough. You use the most. expensive stuff on them, would you? <laughs> Depends on how much you loved your pig. On that note, over to the world of dairy. You have good news for us there. Yeah, um, yes. Now, Chagas is the National Farm Advisory and Education Body. And every year it produces a National Farm Survey, which reports on farm incomes for the previous year. So on the basis of that, um, they looked at, you know, I think it was 93 farms were surveyed. 93,000 farms, beg your pardon. 93,000, so that's a substantial amount of surveying went on. And um, there's been an overall increase in farm incomes, but the income uh, gap between the sectors has showed that the majority of farmers are still vulnerable when it comes to incomes. Over 60% of them earn less than 10,000 a year. Now, so you might say, well, that's not good news, but what's not unexpected there is that... um, the majority, over sixty percent of these, of the no, over sixty percent of the total, um, had an income of less than ten thousand a year. But over half of them were relying on off-farm income for the majority of their their, their the, the the money that they bring in. And without that income, according to um, the IFA president Tim Cullinan, there would be no farming taking right. place in most of those farms. Yeah, understandably. Now to go go back to your your question on on the dairy, um, milk quotas were taken down in was it 2014 2015 that kind of time and for 30 years prior to that there had been an absolute embargo on increasing the milk production levels in the country so there was a whole generation of people that couldn't get into dairy and even if their farm suited it and it was the most economic thing for them to do um they couldn't there was just a ban on it but the ban was lifted and um it's and it's no wonder, you know, there has been a rush to dairy in because 
80% of dairy farmers are considered to be economically viable. Now, what does that mean? It means that they can return a farm family income at the minimum wage and they can provide a 5% return on the capital invested in non-land assets such as livestock. So they're providing an income and they're providing a, re a return. There's about 16,000 dairy farmers in the country and according to the Chagas report, the average farm income from that for that sector is about 74,000 a year. So that that's a very decent, very mm -hmm. highly decent income. Yeah. So it's no wonder there's youngsters all around the country saying to their daddies and mammies, uh, we want to get in, if you want us to stay farming, we want to get into dairy. Right. Uh, because they perceive that, you know, the stark contrast, if you're looking at cattle, you're talking about um, a farm family income of just over 9,000. Uh, whereas with the dairy income, it's 74,000. That seems like a no-brainer, Amaray, to yeah, look at no, those and, figures. Yeah, and when you had it, you know, for so long, there was no way into dairy. Absolutely no way. And there was no way for any of the existing dairy farmers to expand. Now, there's been a kind of, um, you know, this whole Job's, Job's comforter going on, um, saying that, oh, there's a flood of milk happening now, and oh, the cows are going to be outnumbered, and, and a cone, a cone, a cone, the milk price will drop and we'll get nothing for the milk. Well, actually, the milk price has been very good yeah. and you harden, and, and that's reflected in the income levels on average-sized dairy farms. Right. Gosh. So um, so there, there has been, you know, the other thing they're saying is that, you know, a lot of farmers, you know, will grow substantially and grow their numbers. But the Chagas survey of, as I said, 93,000 farms and six over 16,000 dairy farms, showed that there hasn't been a mad rush to increase the average dairy herd. It stands now at 82 cows, up from 80 the previous year. The average. And, and that's understandable because, you know, you need to have your cows beside the yard. Like we were discussing there a few minutes ago about, you know, cows getting um, yeah. irritated in the hot weather and you want to be careful about the distance they have to travel because that warms them up even more. And... So you need to have, you can only have a platform of land right beside your farm for your dairy cows. And most people have 60, 70, 80 acres maybe. And, and that's as far as they can go. Barter to set up a whole second, you know, milking parlour, collecting right. yard, all the infrastructure that's around that. So oh. um, the other crew, crew that the, the, the news isn't too bad for now is the sheep farmers. And we're one of them. Well, I have to, I'm intrigued so. now because if you have, you know, the, some farmers on 10,000 and then the dairy farmers on 74, where do the sheep lads lie? Where do they come? By the way, before well, you carry on, I better tell you, I better yeah. tell you, we have advice on the pigs. Margaret says Sudocram is great to protect the pigs Sudocram, ears right. and also yes. greyhounds. But Ethna has yeah. suggested a pig sunscreen called Hambre Solaire. So, so. <laughs> I'm telling you the standard. <laughs> Oh, the standard is wonderful, isn't it? That's super. <laughs> Go on, yeah, tell me about the sheep. sheep. Farmers, years in the doldrums, numbers dropping, um, people getting out of the sector altogether. So partly because of China and the swine flu, and that's made a demand for more protein and it's up to demand for lamb and, and sheep meat. And that has been sustained for the year, more or less. So average farm incomes for sheep farmers are around 18,300. And that was up 24% on the previous year. So, of course, what do farmers do? And the IFA are always saying this, that, um, you know, as soon as farmers make any money, they spend it on their farm. 
And, uh, you know, wouldn't you know, as soon as the sheep farmers got a few bob in, they spent it on machinery, on buildings and land right. improvements. So they doubled their spend to about 7,000. But the average dairy farmer spends about 32,000 okay. on upgrading their farm every year. Well, that that last year. Yeah. Um, what was interesting as well was that two thirds of those surveyed were debt free. They, they had no right. debt attached to their farm. Wow. And those with debt were mainly dairy, 64%, and tillage, 33%. Right, and when it return. comes to tillage, it was nearly all to do with farm machinery. Right. Uh, Mairead, we're running out of time, sadly, but thank you very much. Uh, Can I make mention us? just on. one little yes. thing? There's two wonderful events happening this weekend if you're a gardener. One is the Mount Congreve Plant Fair is taking place on Sunday. 20 specialist growers. People like me who love gardens have been starved of garden uh, uh, shows. And this is on down oh, on great. concrete. And also, Carlo is having their flower festival, their garden festival. It's taking place for the whole week, imagine, a whole week of gardening, 24th of July to the 1st of August, www.carlogardentrail.com. They're, they're, they've a wonderful lineup and really well worth considering if you've been like me, starved of any sort of gardening event. Great stuff, bit of normality returning. Mairead, thanks very much, Fiona. It's lovely talking to you as always. Mairead Lavery there. Um, thank you. Five, thank you. 5 for your text. We'll have more after this. Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.